I feel like every time I go to get my hair cut, I describe what I want, and they're like, so a modern shag. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, that is actually what I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no. I go to a shag-specific woman for yeah. my haircut, yeah. and I just embraced yeah. it because... Does she only cut shags? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. literally the only thing there's she a, cuts? There's a whole shag world, the, the undercurrent of, shag, of shagging. She's yeah. only in town a certain time, so yeah. I have to like... She live on the West Coast? Three months in advance. Well, she used to live here, but then she lost her apartment because it got so expensive. Mm. Is she like pandemic. outside on the street somewhere giving shags? <laughs> now she... Oh, yeah. gosh, that sounded yeah. wrong. So yeah. now she's just traveling and cutting shags yeah. everywhere. Wow. But yeah. yeah, it's a whole thing. But I just decided Wild. to embrace it because I tried to go to non-shag people to get a haircut I yeah. want. And then yeah. I, like, you yeah. was like, I, yeah. okay, this, yeah. this is what I want. We're yeah. not speaking the same language. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, well, interesting. Welcome to Rough Cut. Hello. <laughs> this very intriguing topic today is not about shag haircuts. Uh, we have Anna Barrio here, and we're going to be uh, talking about how she made it. How did she make her business? And we're gonna learn all about borrowing a meal. Um, so let me do a little formal intro. We're um, professional. Now. Yeah, because this is what we do at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Just to get out of the way, because once this we start talking, show. we just go all this over the place. This train is gonna derail so fast. Uh, so Barry O'Neill is known for forging a path in sustainability and for being a hugely successful woman-owned business, which I love. Uh, today we're talking with Anna Barrio about how she and her co-founder Paige Neal built the brand and everything that goes with it. And Anna, um, you've done a lot of work that, I, and I think this is what stands out about the brand in general, is that it reflects individualism, gender and marriage equality and conscious values and an ethical origin from mind to market. And you've really, I think what's so amazing about the business is you've really taken what I assume are personal beliefs and infuse them into this brand and the way that it's shown to the world and in a timeless way, you're all, it, it's amazing how you've remained uh, so relevant. And I think it's because it is so, it seems so authentic what you guys put out in the world. I, I will say this sort of full disclosure that uh, Barrio is a client of mine that I've worked with for the last five years. I can't believe it's even been that long. Mm -hmm. It feels insane. Um, and when I had first started working with them, I had never sort of encountered a business quite like theirs yet that um, so much, so very kind of deeply all the way down from the top uh, embodied all of the kind of values and tenets that they preach and that there is such a core part of the way that you run your business and the way that you present the brand overall. So I've always been mm -hmm. really, really impressed by that. And I remember years ago when I first started working with them that uh, I saw, uh, I was like new to Instagram. So I didn't like, there was a time yeah. I didn't have one. So I got on one and I found, you know, I started looking yeah. up all of my people that I work with and I found Barrio on there. And I remember like seeing their feed and I thought at the time, especially, that was such a sort of unique way of doing business and that it felt very earnest, especially given that I had a relationship with them. And uh, I remember seeing their feed and like commenting underneath one of their posts and saying like, I feel so proud to like work with these work people just because it was such a like, you know, jewelry can be very, you know, a particular kind of person in this business. Yes. And it felt so nice to see 
sort of somebody like you occupying um, space in the industry. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. It's really wonderful to be here with you both and um, hear you say shiny things about Barry <laughs> O'Neill. Um, you know, we, um, I, I would say that we are very earnest and yeah. we, yeah. and we kind of lean into that and it's absolutely, um, a labor of love. Paige Neal and I started, I mean, I was 23 oh when we goodness. started. Um, we guys were. um, we started in 2008, but, um, dirty secret. We actually started in 2007 mm-hmm. as a, um, kind of bridge line wholesale only uh-huh. called, Rust belt. Oh. Great to include rust in the name of <laughs> your oh, jewelry um, of your post-industrial um, jewelry company that's sort of using reclaimed materials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, it was yeah. a lot of like vintage enamel. Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. different aesthetic, yeah. I would say. Uh-huh. But also, rust is not a great, yeah. not a sticky name. Oh, it's not sexy. Yeah, yeah, not sexy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but we re- we really, you know, we yeah. both had this sort of like environmental and social. Um, passion that we were, you know, idealistic and young and wanted to um, develop a creative pursuit that could be really, like, mission-driven. Yeah. And um, and Barry O'Neill is, is what came out of that. And, you know, I think when we first started, obviously it was such a different landscape um, in terms of yeah. responsible sourcing. Um, you know, I think we just came to entrepreneurship and jewelry from a very sort of, like, both fresh out of school like design perspective mm-hmm. and very sort of sculptural perspective but then also from a very like nonprofit NGO let's look at this through the lens of artisanal and small scale mining like that yeah. was really what like yeah. mo- still motivates us and and wow. so much of what I do is really researching and working with nonprofits and going to conferences and and sort of advocating on behalf of a lot of these issues mm-hmm. um and uh, I think it's inspiring that this, when we started, we were so niche that yes. mm-hmm. all of the suppliers we talked to were just like kind of baffled to even yeah. have this conversation with us. And now um, that's just a part of the conversation, hopefully with any object that we engage yeah. with, but mm-hmm. certainly with, with you know, objects that we wear every day and that sort of like symbolize mm-hmm. so much to us. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I, you talking about being transparent because it was just you had to be you were the first to come out and say okay this this value being sustainable and ethical is a part of our business and no one was doing that in 2008 there you know who was doing it um there were there were there were a couple of folks um the cred jewelry folks in the uk greg valerio Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then um reflective jewelry mark hoyt in Santa Fe. I mean, there okay. are some people that have been in this space for a million years and, mm-hmm. you know, we would, we would go, um, to conferences back then. You know, I yeah. think the first, um, the first time that we met a lot of these folks was, um, probably 2007, there was a conference at the world bank and mm-hmm. we met the people from Fairmind, and okay. we met, mm-hmm. um, representatives of Tawoma, which is the Tanzania women miners organization. And we sort of learned like, okay, here's what, here's what artisanal mining is. Here is this sector of the industry that most people, and that's sort of like, I think now, um, 
in terms of consumer education, what, what we as a jewelry company are sort of trying to do is really help educate people to understand that mining and extractives is not just this sort of like multinational conglomerate. Um, it's really, it's really a lot of individuals that, you know, it supports 150 million people worldwide wow. um, who are oftentimes, you know, mining in conditions, you know, in the off season of agricultural activity or in like very traditional practices and, yeah. um, and, and the lack of formalization and education and training and all of these things leads to um, ASM being treated as illegal or illicit or um, having to uh, resort to less than surface channels yeah. um, for distributing goods. So, hmm. yeah. have you? I'm sure the answer to this is yes, but I'm curious to hear your feedback on it. That what a gigantic shift, though, right? Since 2008 to where we are today, and the knowledge that's out there, both for consumers, but also from the end of a business owner, is it easier now or is it more complicated now because there's more people talking about being ethical in their business or, or more resources available? Um, yeah, I mean, all of those things, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's when you're just trying to find um, a certified traceable supply for X material and like that's you're just reaching for, you just want to know where your gold comes from yeah. right like mm -hmm. that's um, you're starting at nothing but you have kind of a more direct question and I think now um, we've answered some of those questions some of those answer some of those answers are easier uh, the explanations so are easier difficult. but it's, it's still difficult it to is. do that work and also it's it's not like you know, it's not like you go to the paint store and you can pick any color you want. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, we yeah. obviously, um, we have so many more resources and suppliers available to us and we have worked really hard to build those relationships over the past many years. So we, we, we're pretty close to like any gemstone that we want to work with, we can really find, but that was not always the case. And, um, I think the last few years have like the conversation has gotten so much more com complicated because certain industries and certain companies have tried to brand certain materials as like inherently ethical or inherently better. And, oh, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that all of this is a process and like mm -hmm. anything that's based off of um, extraction and, and a finite resources is like, will never be sustainable. What we want to do is create like beautiful, meaningful objects that mm -hmm. like, that like sustain, you know, life and benefit people and right. and aren't you know pouring mercury into the amazon like yeah, you know yeah. that's right. what we're yeah. really trying to do is make the this the best thing that the we balance. can it's not there's so no yes. yeah. there's no achievable thing and i mm -hmm. think that when we reach a point of market conversations where um a lot of you know like vc funded companies are entering the jewelry space and saying like this defines sustainable jewelry you know, and yeah. and it's and and some of those answers are simpler than others, and and all of the all of the jewelry has a place in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that I don't want the real conversations to get lost, which are often about um, social impacts and mm -hmm. and humanitarian impacts yeah. and all of those things. So anyway, we haven't yeah. even talked about jewelry. Yet. No, I know. No. I was I was <laughs> just in my head thinking I gotta ask a jewelry question now. <laughs> I was like, this is a jewelry podcast, yeah. but no, but. <laughs> Fascinating. But you're, I'm really glad you said everything that you said just now because we've had this conversation about sustainability. I don't know how many times, I don't know with how many people. I've never heard before somebody just 
be sort of very upfront and earnest about the fact that this is not, given the nature of the thing, this is not an achievable goal. To somehow have jewelry, as you said, anything that requires machinery to extract, to mine, to be mined, etc., it's not possible for this to be kind of a truly green process. But we can make it better, right? So it's not an all or nothing kind of game. And I'm always much more practically minded in that I want things to get progressively better. Mm -hmm. I, it's not a zero-sum game if it isn't perfect. That's not how the world works. Nothing is. There's no utopia we're ever going to reach, right? It, but we need to keep working at making these processes better. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you being very candid about that. Absolutely. And I think it's like, you know, we can rely on certifications, right? But so those yes. certifications have to have meaning, and, and some mm -hmm. of them really do, and some of them sort of do, and some mm -hmm. of them are, you know, based on government regulations and different, you know, and so I think it's, you know, it's, we all want to have sustainable consumerism, but yeah. that's a, that's a capitalist lie. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, honestly, yeah. like we, yeah. we, like we all, we're all doing. Well, our the premise is that we're constantly able to buy and that everything is constantly growing, right? That's mm -hmm. sort of the basis for capitalism period, right? And uh, in a universe with finite resources, uh, that's not yeah, infinite growth is not yeah. possible it's just not how you know anything works really in this universe it's not how physics work mm -hmm. so yeah. it's just there is a point at which you have to sort of give up the uh, this kind of like green utopian capitalistic dream it doesn't exist if you if the entire economy is based on people buying things constantly uh, it cannot be sustainable at a certain yeah. point Right, but what a what an amazing thing that we exist in an industry where the thing that we make yeah. is universally recognized as never being waste. Like that's, that's true. phenomenal. That is yeah, interesting. Never thought like, about that. You're it's very never right about waste. that. Yeah. No, it's never considered waste. It's no. always valuable. Yes. And it's always cherished by somebody in some yeah. capacity. And even if it isn't, it can be melted down exactly. and turned into something else. Exactly. It can be else. remade. Yes. And, and even on a grand industrial scale, we do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like. Right. And like that's phenomenal. And mm -hmm. also, we should it talk is. about Radical Jewelry Makeover because oh yeah, let's talk about yeah. They're in Jewelry Week. This they are year. with Barrio. Yeah. They're at Barrio Miguel for Jewelry Week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this is this amazing project started by Susie Gonch yeah. at, at VCU and and Ethical Metalsmiths and a huge range of amazing students and artists. So cool. Yeah. Who um, you know, who do what they call community mining. Mm -hmm. And um, they invite people to bring in old unwanted jewelry yeah. and materials that then become the sort of source book for um, artists. Sometimes they're at just invited jewelers. Sometimes they're specifically like jury shows. And um, they have incredible artists that make new incredible work out of artists. them. Yeah. Some of my favorite pieces of jewelry, like in my like saved folder, favorite, yes. are from that project. It's yeah. really amazing to see what artists and jewelers can do with these found materials that you're just like, in your box, and you're like, eh, just throw this away. Yeah. In it's fairness, so cool. you have a lot of jewelry favorites. Just... Sort of I do. That out. You have a lot it's of jewelry yeah, favorite things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That it's such a cool project, and they do it all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think it's just U.S. based. I, I think believe. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So come to Jewelry Week. So come to Jewelry Week. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Come check this out. Yeah, I'm so excited because you know when I was first introduced to that project, maybe it was like 2019 or maybe it was 2018, I reached out to Susie 
And I was like, can we do this at Jewelry Week? And it, and it wasn't something that either of us could wrap our head around of how it would happen here. So now that it's happening, it's like so amazing because mm -hmm. it's always been on the radar and there were different things we've done through the years to try to incorporate them into Jewelry Week. And now it's here. Date, so time, location. Gives the viewers, listeners. I don't know. It's the know? Thursday of Jewelry Week. We're having an opening. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So 14th? on the 14th? The 14th. Okay. Yes. It's on yeah. the 14th. So many details. There's, uh, I haven't actually looked at the actual date schedule yet. It's, I'll be honest. It's on the 14th mm. at Barry O'Neill yeah. in Williamsburg, which is on yes. Bedford Ave. On uh, Grant. We are oh, recording Bedford and Barry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please okay. note we are it's recording this before the schedule has been released. <laughs> yeah. So this happens in why. advance. Yeah. <laughs> so I will add this to the end of this podcast because we will know that. Yes. All by tomorrow, Monday. Okay. We, when we release it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I wanted to ask you, though, because you said you started the business when you were 23. Which, it, crazy. I'm in my 40s. Is this and your I started. No. I'm I 17. <laughs> You're <laughs> 17. <laughs> Turn off at that. No, I, I love the theory that everyone has either like a spiritual age or also like a 10-year delay. Like yeah, until yeah. I was 28, <laughs> I think I was 16. Yeah. And then until I was 35, <laughs> I was 28. And yeah. now I think I'm still 32. I like thinking it uh, <laughs> in those backwards. terms. Yeah. Well, you look 32. Thanks. I am. So, great. Oh, you are. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. No. <laughs> I was like, shoot, did I just tell somebody they look their age? That's awful. But why should that be yeah. awful yeah, anyway? Be, you yeah. look 17. Yeah, oh, so. thank you. I'm 32. <laughs> but I um, I like thinking of it as like your spiritual age. I think mine would be, like I'm, that, yeah. I'm perpetually 24 in my head. Mm. I'm still 24 in my head, but I'm 32. Yeah. But that will yeah. keep happening and you will be 24 for as long as you need to be in okay. your mind, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll need just that for a long JB, time. JB, what's your spiritual age? Yeah, what right is now. it? I right think now. it's interesting. Maybe like 36. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's like you only shaved off like. Yeah. yeah. I just a felt good. Like in yeah. my late thirties, felt like a good mm -hmm. time. Uh -huh. to I me. know a lot of people that when they were like nineteen, they were thirty-six or like yeah. forty-two. Like oh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like I'm living my Bonnie Raitt days, but I'm actually yes. only nineteen. The older <laughs> a specific friend might hear this and and they'll but they know who they are. That's okay. a really good point. The older <laughs> that I get, the more immature I am with my spiritual age. Mm. When I was 19, I just wanted to die <laughs> already. I said, this is very long. Get it over with. <laughs> oh, it is. It's so long. Life. Ugh, yeah. too long, too much. I didn't have much. the wherewithal to think mm. that at 19. I was uh, just like, ah! No, I was just like, too, too long, too much. But I was also a ballet dancer in Germany. Oh, and there was okay. a lot, you know. Mm. It was, oh, I just wow, wanted okay. it to be over. But uh, so now I keep progressively getting, I'm aging, I'm Benjamin Buttoning. The situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm getting yeah. younger. Mm. Yeah. I'm getting dumber and younger as I get older. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm fine with that, though. Well, so I was just like, you started this business no, at 23. At 23. <laughs> yeah. Was this your first I, job out of college? Uh, no. No. I I did some. You know, I had some restaurant jobs. I, but I was this your first jewelry job out of university? Did you study jewelry too? I did study um, with a metal sculptor. I did an internship. Um, uh, not through college, but out, to, but at sort of as you know, a side project, like an apprenticeship sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and loved working in metal. And then I moved to the Bay Area after college. Did and you find yourself? 
I didn't. I found, no. I found a restaurant job. And <laughs> I found um, I found a lot of places that I loved, like this place called Scrap, the, Scoun- the Scrounger's Center for Reusable Art Parts. Oh. Okay. And the Crucible, which was became a very like Burning Man okay. place. But it was like a, a metal art center in Oakland that okay. had a, you, you could just go volunteer there, like sorting sheet metal, and then you could use all their equipment, and it was awesome. I would oh, love wow. to and, spend um, my time volunteering <laughs> sorting sheet metal. <laughs> yeah, I I in fact do love to do the, the, yeah. or do I yeah. believe you. Yeah, so um, so uh, then I just wanted to keep doing metalwork and didn't have yeah. access to a huge studio and ended up in jewelry and okay. um, Paige Paige and I went to college together. Oh, okay. you did. So okay. we did so undergrad each together. Other we okay. met. Yes, I think I was. I love Paige. I love Paige too. I do love Paige Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, thank. Thank goddess that I love Paige yeah. Neal because yeah. Yeah. well yeah. Right. I, I yeah. hope you yeah. do it. We this do. Point. We absolutely yes. we do. Yeah. We yes. love each other Good. so much. Good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm. I have a great business partner too, and I always feel like oh my god, so it would grateful. be so hard. Yes. I could so not do hard. it without yeah. her. Do you like me? Yeah, and him. <laughs> I like him too. Do, uh, yeah. I would. Yeah. I hope so. We do this a lot. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to geek out in that moment of like, right. aren't girl partners yeah. great? And sometimes boy partners. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Um, so yeah, and Paige, <laughs> Paige studied art and sculpture, and um, we. She was in New York. She was actually working at FIT. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was in the Bay Area, um, shorting, sorting sheet metal she and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and waitressing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, we sort of had this. We both were having a lot of the same struggles of like, where does this material come from? Like, we're making jewelry, but what does this really mean if we don't know? the environmental and human impact of this and mm-hmm. like, what is it for? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to start sort of like researching and, um, you know, found our way to this concept. And if it, and you know, initially we were going to write a curriculum, you know, we had okay, a lot yeah. of like big visions yeah. and we, um, we decided to start this jewelry company to kind of like really bring together you know, social and environmental causes and our sort of creative vision and design aesthetic. And Paige and I are very complementary, but also very distinct. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, we, we started this company and, um, learned a lot from, you know, from just kind of hanging around the jewelry district and, yeah. and, and different, you know, jewelry programs and had a lot of mentors, but a lot yeah. of it was just like I, I going to some, yeah shop and say you know going to some caster and saying i i want to make this like Mm -hmm. how do i do this you know and and it was it was interesting timing because we like i said we started this sort of much more wholesale bridge line in 2007 did really well Mm -hmm. then the recession hit and all the stores that were carrying it closed um so we had like a great launch and then had to sort of reimagine the whole project (laughs) and in doing so... And when you say bridge jewelry, we mean like demi-fine? Is that yeah, yeah. Idea? So okay. it was like okay. a lot of... I mean, it was some 14 carat, but it was like mostly silver. Got it. 10 carat, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. But also the price of gold was like a different animal yes. yeah. then. Yeah, it's so, a different time. Um, but we found ourselves in this sort of unique moment where all of these kind of makers had no work because mm-hmm. it was the recession and we were oh. sort of there to ask a thousand questions. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it was, it was, we learned a lot. We had a lot of mentorship. There was a lot of like, there was also a lot of like 
sexism and ageism and we were 23 and yeah. trying to do these things and, they and people were, probably were like, like you don't know oh, how to do this you don't know anything do you, yeah. like get yeah, out yeah, of yeah. here or yeah. like what are you trying to like waste my time and you at know. 17 I relate to that yeah. struggle yeah, yeah. still <laughs> yeah. running a business at 17 years yeah. old yes well mm-hmm. and I think that it's still prevalent in the jewelry industry especially on the ground in New York I'll be honest to be a woman mm-hmm. so I can't imagine what it was like back then yeah but also to think that you guys were like we're going to do this thing. I love that. You were just like, okay, we have this idea. We're going to pave the path. Cause there was none. Yeah. You were just like, here's this thing we're going to do. We're 23. The world is our oyster, yeah. which is a beautiful. Thing. There's a lot to be said for naivete mm-hmm. sort of in the best way mm-hmm. in that you, there's so many risks you would never take mm-hmm. if you weren't sort of inherently naive and sort of glib to the mountain that you're about to climb Mm -hmm. when you just don't know all of the challenges that are ahead but that's a very good quality to have yeah uh, because otherwise you would probably never do it had you known in advance just how difficult this business is absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely and so what do you how do you guys split the duties do you both do the same thing or you well you said you walk you're going around advocating all over so no someone's got to be in the office so we page does windows she does the floors (laughs) that's yeah yeah. no i mean first of all we have an incredible team of people um that do everything also so you know it's we are not alone and haven't been and um jenny Shout out to Jenny, <laughs> Shout out who to Jenny. I interact with all the time. Shout Jenny, out to Jenny, love Jenny. Hi, um, Jenny. Yeah, I mean, there are incredible people at Bar Uniel, um, mm. who make the jewelry, who make the magic, mm-hmm. who um, help explain the jewelry to everyone, you know, yeah. and, and all of it. Um, Paige is in Philly, mm-hmm. and I, I'm based in southern Vermont, but sort of you come to New York often, come mm-hmm. to Philly yeah. often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... It's it's hard as an entrepreneur to let go of um, certain areas. I think um, Paige and I do divide up a lot, but we also both do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we both do all the design work a lot. You know, things okay. like things like you know all of the the sourcing and things like that. We can kind of break up, and Paige really takes on the marketing and the brand voice and a lot of you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but so much of it is just. You know, we are not um, a corporation. <laughs> like it's just Paige and yeah. I and our team of incredible people figuring yeah. it out as as we need to. And um, so, yeah, someday we'll have really distinct roles. Yeah, um, but or not. Yeah, yeah or not. not. Um, but I think too, it's probably a lot like what we do at Jewelry Week every day. It's like what needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of have roles, but certainly it's just. Oh, here's this and that. And how, 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 how has that changed since 2008? Or do you feel like you have your hands in more now? Or have you been able to kind of take certain bits and carry those things forward instead of doing it all? Um, I mean, it's certainly changed. And it also changes, you know, I'm sure as you know, with Jewelry Week or with your photography business, mm-hmm. you know, 
someone is out and so you're doing their role yep. or so you know you just I love that <laughs> yeah, yeah you're just problem solving I feel yeah. like I feel like mm-hmm. being a small business owner is just that's like, really what you it just, is you just you're you, constantly problem solving yeah you're just yeah. always doing things that you don't know how to do and figuring it out and, and that's how you move forward and, right? and presenting yourself to the world as if you know exactly yes. what's going on at and all once, times yes. once right. you figure out how to do one thing then you say yeah. like hey friend yeah. you can come do this thing that we yeah. figured out and like yeah. now you own this and I will move on to the next, next thing that thing. we don't understand yet. Yeah. Can I totally. ask you for my sake? Because this is and I'm sort of very open about my struggle when it comes to hiring mm. and when it comes mm. to training and when it comes to relinquishing sort of you know, anything from my to do list onto somebody else. Mm. You as a businesswoman of a very young age who's been in this business for a while now, how did you learn to eventually get to a point where you guys as a company can have two shops across two different states and to manage staff in both places and to do all of that? How does one get to that point? I'm struggling with having two photo assistants. You Mm. know what I mean? Mm. Let alone anything beyond that. Mm. Um, Well, it's kind of a trust fall, right? Um, But, you know, you, you, you just have to at a certain point. You just have to, like, walk away and say, like, you know, this person has the keys and hopefully they'll be there tomorrow. And then you have amazing people and, you know, like, but you just have to, you can't, you know, we're also, I mean, we're so incredible. The head of our design and production studio has been with us since 2010. Wow. You know, we've had some folks that have just, that have just, they know everything, you know, like they're, Mm. they're such a part of Barry O'Neill and everything we've Mm. built. And, um, and we have amazing people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's, it's, but yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, I'm sure that, the, I'm sure that anyone who works for us would listen to this and be like, yes, you really should let go of more. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just got, it's your baby. You can't. Yeah, it's you hard, can't. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. 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 I also too find uh, that each year I'm like, oh gosh, I have, well, kind of what you were saying about learning something new. I'm always like how the heck are we going to face this part of the business or how can we possibly grow past this point? Because I have no idea what comes next. Just like trying to figure it out and looking at other businesses, right? And and trying to model myself after that, even mm-hmm. though I've bl- like I'm in the dark, like no idea what's happening sometimes. Can I ask some questions about um, oh, yeah. NYC Jewelry? <laughs> okay, sure. Like tell, tell me about when you started and I mean you you it's been many years but I feel like you have just created this whole you know you've you've melded so many jewelry cultures mm-hmm. and brought together this community in an incredible way that it was just like it it's it's yeah. it's showing up here in this right. in this like, like very we fantastical sense we were all there right but we yeah. needed somebody with like the right eye right and yeah. the right yep the right way to zhuzh it all together, right. which clearly yeah. you have done. Um, and I and I just love how well, you know, all of the assets of NYC Jewelry Week are designed and the way that, you know, it's just, you're, you're doing yeah. a beautiful job. Oh, but thanks. like, I would yeah. love to hear like your vision and your, like how, you know. Yeah, well, that was, uh, that was the thing is we, so Bella and I were working at a gallery owned by Reinstein Ross. They used to have a gallery uh, where, uh, contemporary art mm-hmm. which, or mm-hmm. contemporary jewelry was shown and Bella was the curator of that space and I did marketing and whatever I did all the things I could right mm-hmm. and um, we it was our friends who like Susie right mm-hmm. artists like Susie who 
we're trying to sell their work and people weren't understanding what it was. And I don't, I don't know that people still do oftentimes, but uh, we thought there has to be a better way mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. bridge the gap between the consumer and this specific body of work, right? And uh, jewelry weeks exist in Europe. It's not a new yeah. thing. So we took that idea and thought, well, we should try that here, right? Try to do an event that really is about getting to know the jewelry or the jeweler or the genre, but let's make it New York. Mm. And so that was the thing that kind of what I think sparked that melding moment that you're talking about was that we loved contemporary jewelry, but we love being in New York and we love all the things you can buy on the street or that you can buy from your favorite store and mixing it up, the vintage as well. Like how, how can we tell like that melting pot story mm-hmm. of New York and have it really feel like this is for us and mm-hmm. for our friends, right? This is a real version. Cause I think at that time I remember, um, uh, reading a lot of, you know, uh, Marion Faisal had just launched adventuring back then, uh, which she was just a huge inspiration. Just the fact that she had put that out in the world. Um, but also it was all fine jewelry, which mm-hmm. is great. There's obviously that's a super important part of the industry, but we were like, where's the jewelry for us? And how come no one's talking about that? And that exists in the world. And it was all kind of dominated by big brands mm-hmm. and money, capitalism. Right. Mm-hmm. And we thought there's more to jewelry than that. And we all know that. Right. And there's so much, I mean, I, I, you know, having seen some of the like European craft jewel, contemporary jewelry market, it's it's just so different than so the way that yeah. you know we sort of came up. And many of the jewelers that we work with, you know, at Barry O'Neill that are like at the bench at Barry O'Neill have come through, you know, contemporary jewelry schools. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the American craft jewelry world just felt so different. I mean, it doesn't now to the Mm. same degree that it did maybe five or 10 years ago, Mm. but it just felt so isolated from contemporary art markets, from fashion, from, you know, yeah, so separate. And I love what NYC Jewelry Week is doing to sort of like bring those universes together. down. (laughs) (laughs) Is there, well, I mean, that was part of it. I don't come from an academic background and Bella does. And that the contemporary jewelry scene is very academic. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of came in like a bull in a china shop and was like, we're going to change how we do things here and how Mm -hmm. we tell this story. But I think there's something so amazing about the art that exists there and the jewelers that are behind it. If we can like kind of, yeah, dumb that down a little bit to make it more accessible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for people like me who didn't go to grad school, Mm -hmm. but who still appreciate, yeah jewelry and looking at pretty things like that was really important but didn't you don't you have a contemporary background as well um I I don't particularly okay. I mean I I definitely um I also I did I went to Root Peters um oh, workshop okay. in the Netherlands at wow. a certain point um thank you Aaron Daly from Broken Metalworks oh, yeah. for sending me there wow. um <laughs> another great great yeah. person in yeah. this circle yeah yeah um but that was, I mean, I, I definitely had more of like a metal sculpture. Like, you know, I, mm. I, I, am a, I am a maker and a crafter and mm. have been since I was like a child. Like, mm-hmm. give me 
a, you know, give me a piece of balsa wood to whittle and give me, you know, a, a wreath to make or whatever it may be. Like wow. that is very yeah. much like I'll make mobiles for 10 hours happily at any moment. Wow. Um, and jewelry, you know, certainly is like an extension of that. But um, did you do you still make the jewelry? To no. some extent? No. Well, I mean, we still design the jewelry yes, and we yes. still do like modeling for, uh-huh. um, you know, we, yes. So we still design the jewelry, yeah. but like, have I, have I, have, have I, have I touched a, a, fes- a flex draft in, in years? Like, I, no. I don't need to hear about your personal life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to calm down. That is inappropriate. This is, this is a family program. Haven't you heard? It's not. It's really not. not. It's really, no. no, no, we're like labeled as explicit on iTunes. So yeah. I did that because I never Thank know what you. he's going to say. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not the problem. Mm-hmm. She was talking about shafts. I wasn't. Right, right. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So n- no, I mean, like I, I have not done production work. I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in a very long time. I, I was just picturing you and Paige sort of sitting at a bench, <laughs> like. I mean, and, and not that long ago we we were, mm-hmm. although perhaps long ago. But no, initially we made everything. I mean, we had yeah. this studio on Spring Garden Street in Philadelphia, and wow. we made everything. Wow. And we, you know, we were just really um, so fortunate that we just grew and grew. like you know we weren't trying necessarily to. Um, expand it just like it just organically happened initially and we were in this really funky art studio building that was um, a former train station there was like a gun shooting range across the street Um, you know it was like a particular vibe and then and then and then and then and then, uh, you know, we started having people come to us for commissions. And we had, you know, initially we started in my basement in like a tiny, tiny Philadelphia row house that was like, it was like a ship. It was so tiny. I think it was maybe 10 wow. feet wide. And in order to get to our basement studio, you had to lift up a section of the floor and crawl down. I don't know if anyone knows what Rat Pack is, but mm-hmm. it's like essentially in a dirt cellar. Um, it's like oh, instead of yeah, okay. instead oh, of having no like walls. cement, it's, it's just it's, it's called like Rat Pack, oh. which of course is how foul. Yeah, but it, that's sort of what oh. it's just like it's a hard dirt. Do you have clients coming down there and buying <laughs> we, jewelry? We we didn't have clients there, but we had interns. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> like my partner welcome. at the time was like, okay, wait, it's seven a.m. and there's like an internship happening in our basement. Um, that's wild. So we start, that's where we started. Then we had a studio okay. on Spring Garden Street, and then we moved to um, Bainbridge Street. Um, in Philadelphia and and you that's the brand new building that you're in right now right that was before we were there for since we were there for forever we were there for like eight years uh-huh. on okay. um, six in Bainbridge and now we are on fifth street uh, a, a block and a half from from where from we were. where yeah. you were yeah. are you not just floored where you, you've come to given that you were like I don't know whittling shafts in a basement or whatever. <laughs> I just just for full disclosure, a, a flex shaft drill is it's just a technical term. It's a flexible shaft. I couldn't use one. I never claimed to be. You didn't go through jewelry. Yeah, and it shows. <laughs> and it shows. Uh, I never claimed to be a scientist, Anna. Okay. Scientist. Okay. Nobody okay. nobody thinks that here. All right. No, but I, are you just not like amazed? I mean, it's wild to to have gotten there. And honestly, I mean, I know people who've been in this business longer than you have who, like, they're not in the Rat Pack basement. 
Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. or yeah. they're still in the Rat Pack. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but like that. So are you just not like amazed? Yeah. She's I like, mean, no, I just, no, <laughs> I deserve this. No, she does. No, that's no. true. Um, yes. No, yeah. I, I am. I am. Um, I am amazed, but I am also in the daily realities of it, where yeah, it's yeah, you yeah. know, where it's, it's like the, the 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 yeah. you know the presentation of of uh, you know these beautiful images that you help us create. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Uh, but you know, it's like you 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 polish you polish the Riverstone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then you put uh, put the polished Riverstone out for the world. But like yeah, we're yeah. still in the back polishing the Riverstone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, so yes, it feels amazing to be where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. It, you always are thinking about all of the things that that you, you want to make do. better yeah, yeah, and yeah. that you want to do, and and how you know how we sort of, um, you know, we also our New York location until recently was um, in an amazing place mm-hmm. um, on Christie Street in East Houston in this sort mm-hmm. of like creative industry building that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was like the ninth floor and, mm-hmm. you know, you had to take yeah. the elevator and no one knew we existed. It was like and a showroom, right? It was a showroom, mm-hmm. but it was like, you know, very occasionally like a, like a, you know, a German tourist would like knock on the door. But other than that, like really That's everyone confusing. had an appointment, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like very, yeah. very, you know, pretty much like you had to know we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've now got some it... German tourists in my master bedroom right <laughs> yeah, now too. Yeah, they yeah, always yeah. end up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Oh, so go ahead. No, you, I had nothing. Got, no, I oh, just have dumb jokes. I was just going to say, it. I feel this way a lot. I'm curious if you do, just being in the weeds of it. Do you Do you still have doubts about all of it? Like, you, I've always syndrome, worried. Imposter syndrome. Sure. Are you a yeah. fraud? Of course. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's weird. No one talks about this yeah. part of business. Yeah. I feel like we always talk about oh, it's so great and I have all these ideas and I've gotten here, but I, my reality is not that I'm an over-worrier, but that's a big part <clears throat> of the daily is like, can we pull this off? And mm-hmm. oh, is this absolutely. the right direction? And are we going to survive? And, I, I'm know. always like, am I going to have a business next month? Mm. Which is, I, yeah. I, no, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly paranoid about everything when it comes to my business. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly thinking you know, feeling like the rug could get pulled out from under me at any moment. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. I mean, really? I think I think that it's true. And I think that it's true about our relationship to resources. And it's mm-hmm. true about, like, having a business. And you're like, wait, but what if, you know, anything could happen? And uh-huh. I think especially it's like as you know, as a founder or a leader, it's like everyone else can leave. But you yeah, can but never you can. leave. But you can never leave. You I know that's leave. so true. I like yeah. that you never yeah. leave. I, I almost like you... knocked something off the table. <laughs> yeah. I just love that you posit this as like they can all escape, <laughs> but I'm trapped. No, I. They can go elsewhere, but I can't. True. No, that's how I well, feel. But, though. but that's the thing is that like there is there is no like when this is the thing that this you're driving towards your your you know every yeah. day. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. it's like. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's so much of your life and it becomes, I think we could all say that it's also part of our personalities yeah, at this point, yeah. you know, that it's, that it's like, yes, yes, other, pe- other people 
could leave, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but, but you, um, you created this thing and you're like responsible for its yeah. existence in the yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. And so no, you're, you're sort of, yeah, you yeah. know, you're forever in that labyrinth chasing that minotaur. That's it. Yeah. And, yeah. E- and I think, I think the more so like when you sort of, you know, when you're in the like striving phase of like, I'm struggling and I just have to get there. And then like, you know, it's just, it's easier, it's easier in some ways. It's not easier to struggle, but no. it's, but it's, um, you just have different problems. Well, yeah. The, yeah, I, I agree with you in that it feels easier in retrospect. Obviously, the struggle isn't easy, but it feels easier because there's less at stake, right? Should something go awry. And it's also, the stakes are lower and you haven't accumulated all of the problems yet that you're going to once things take off. Mm-hmm. And then you're dealing with all of that it's like okay now i have monetary security but i work every single day mm-hmm. i work every single day mm-hmm. i work every weekend i i rarely have ever taken a holiday mm-hmm. you know this mm-hmm. so every single day and i'm constantly feeling like i'm playing catch-up i'm constantly feeling like everything is hanging on by a string that's that, that's the reality that's what your reality just becomes and there are wonderful things about mm-hmm. sort of having a business of your own and all of that. But most of the time, you're in the weeds. You know? Absolutely. I mean, yes, yeah. the description that you just gave, it's like, that's how my mind feels. It's mm-hmm. like, you, I could work for like maybe six months. I could, if I could freeze time, like yes. I have this fantasy, yeah. right? Which I think oh, so I, many people I, have this fantasy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, time do. freezes, yeah. yes, right? I do Nothing that. else yes. is happening. And <laughs> I, I just constantly. do the 10,000 things that I need to do to catch up to now, uh-huh. yeah. yes. right? To yes. like feel. And then, and then everything will be okay. And then everything will be okay. Yes. Yes. And then time can start again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I'm like six months older, but everyone else is yeah. the same. The, the, yeah. I, I, the, I can't believe I you just that. said that. The amount of times I've sat at my desk and I have like fantasized about like time freezing, but I don't have to sleep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but time has paused Yeah. and I just get all this done and then everyone's happy and mm-hmm. then everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that moment never comes never of comes. like, finally you're all caught. That moment also, just Also by the time comes. I get a day off, I just like, fall asleep but <laughs> like, you know I can't what, even you know what the real sickness is for me at least I don't know if it's the same for you too I get a day where it's lighter or I can like go spend a day out in the city shopping doing mm. whatever all I'm thinking about is work yeah. that's literally the old, and then the whole, that whole day I have anxiety about all the things I'm not doing mm-hmm. that are work related that's the thing mm-hmm. the anxiety yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it never ceases Right. And then at a certain point, we all have to accept mm-hmm. that, that we will what, never like, right. Like we are climbing an eternal mountain. That's yeah. right. And there's no peak. Right. And yeah. we just have to like make peace with this. Yes. Yeah. That's right. No, I love th- that. Yeah. This is the choice you've made. Yeah. And this I'm is what it's going to be. be here. Yeah. 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 I ultimately, choose to be here. I do, I, yeah. know, I do right? too. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. have Stockholm yeah. syndrome. We chose, <laughs> <laughs> we chose our captor, not the other way around. Yeah. No, but we, Obviously, there are a lot of great things about it, too. You have yeah. autonomy, you have your own business, you have your own brand, and um, you guys are, are a very successful company. So there are obviously lovely, lovely perks. And you get to yeah. you know, do something you're really passionate about, and you get to do it in a way that you feel very strongly and passionately about. So yeah. that, that's a gift. Yes, you know? yeah, that's absolutely. a gift. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we end this podcast, because as usual, we're always like towards the end. We, I like, feel like we just got started. We'd been How long have we been recording? About an hour now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow, that's fast. Okay, do, what else is on your well, list? 
I just, I wanted to talk about the jewelry. Oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're here. Mm. We but, should talk about the jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love the jewelry because it's always surprising. Like it is always surprising. Are always surprising. Yes. The uh-huh. designs are always surprising. How do you guys keep this up? Mm. Um, you know, we just always make things that are interesting to us, right? Yeah. Um, you have an aesthetic that is so all your own. I don't see it repeated. Right, and it shifts, though. And it shifts. And it's, but, yeah. but the sort good, of essence... Yeah, the yeah. essence of it is always very much them. It's yeah. very much Barrio. And I can always spot a piece of yours regardless of the context. I always know when a design is yours right away. Mm. So that's a brilliant thing, right? To having something that's sort of that recognizable. But you have such a kind of really, really specific point of view from even just the design sense. Where does mm-hmm. that come from? What is your kind of source of inspiration? If you yeah. even, do you have like a sort of plot, a greater plot to do a story? We do. We're also very reticent to put language behind it because okay. I, so I feel like it kind of like me, breaks the magic a Do you want to give yeah. me arm okay. movements instead? Yes. Like yes. I could do yeah. a contemporary dance. Yeah, we do. I could do an okay. interpretive dance. Yeah. So for our listeners, Anna just performed an interpretive dance <laughs> explaining all of that. It was beautiful. And it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. We were moved to tears. Yes. JB is still crying. Mm-hmm. Still crying. <laughs> uh, and, and thank you for that. Yeah. yeah, but but I'm always also interested to hear um, how, you know, other designers and other people who spend time with jewelry, like what, you know, what, how you describe it, right? Because like mm-hmm. I can describe it and I talk about it in page and yes. I have, you know, have diagrams of all of the influences that we pull mm-hmm. from um, and we have sort of visual libraries mm-hmm. that we work out of. But but I'm always interested to hear because the reception is, you know, it's, it's like a it's of course going to be perceived differently than mm-hmm. than what we think we're presenting oh, and always. and yes. so always. i'm i'm just always i don't often have like two brilliant people who <laughs> think about jewelry a lot in front mm. of me to yeah. tell me about my own aesthetic do you want to hear our, our, yeah. our oh yes yeah. 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 yeah 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 well okay go. i'll go you first go. so i'm not a big fan of engagement jewelry like the typical thing i and that's I, I hate number most of it. yeah that's of it. number 1 when it comes mm-hmm. to you guys I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that genre when you put that out. Mm-hmm. I think it's so modern and it speaks to me. I don't know why, but there's something about it that kind of cuts through all of the bullshit of that in that part of the industry mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I find really refreshing. But also when we're talking about the other rings, like general rings that you're making and gemstones, it's, it's so playful in a way that, like, I love jewelry that doesn't take itself too seriously, but mm-hmm. you can tell there's intention behind it and that there's beautiful people behind that brand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I love, that's always a big part of how I shop for jewelry is, like, oh, I like this person. I want to mm-hmm. be friends with them mm-hmm. or I want to know them. And you can see that come through. And on your website, what I love is when you got, you have on despite all the beautiful jewelry on the shopping page on your about page everyone has picked a ring mm. that that is their favorite and I love the one you picked I was immediately <laughs> drawn to that but I, there's something about that that was like surprising and fun and different mm-hmm. and I love it I always think of jewelry that it's not that I want people to point it out when I'm wearing it but I love looking at people's jewelry and being like oh I love Mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's yeah. kind of what I think is beautiful about your work or that those are the kinds of pieces that I, are there I have a tendency to put 
whenever I see people's work, I tend to kind of categorize it and catalog it in my head with art movements. I always kind of align it in, oh, in that way. Oh, look at you, Mr. Oh, my God, she's educated. He's so artsy. <laughs> oh, my God. I went to college. Uh, but I always think of you guys, and this is probably maybe something you, you've never even thought about. It's just my perception from as an outsider looking in. It's a combination of certain elements of German Bauhaus movements and uh, Vienna Werkstätte sort of more specifically. Mm -hmm. And Vienna Werkstätte, I feel like I see a lot in your work. Is that like, mm -hmm. am I crazy? No. No, no. that's, that's no. it? No, I mean, it, that, that is certainly an element. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. always the first thing that script, uh, struck me about your pieces and it's always kind of where I go uh, with many of your yeah. designs. It feels like it comes from that time period and from that very specific place. And mm -hmm. that's what makes it so recognizable yeah. to me and gives it a very, very unique kind of characteristics, especially when you're talking about jewelry, because I don't see those movements kind of represented too often in fine jewelry mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. the way that you do it. Yeah, it's like the furniture of exactly. of, of settings, the furniture of forms. Yes, mm -hmm. that's, that's always from there. Where, where my mind mm -hmm. goes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. See, yeah, I went to we... university. <laughs> well, I have a degree. I, I guess that's probably too why it has this timeless quality, mm -hmm. right? It, you don't see it despite it despite the always new iterations that you guys are putting out that it's not trendy. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's not trendy in the best point. way. It's yeah. in the best way. You have a point of view. Mm -hmm. It's very clear. It's very specific and it's all yours and you stick to it. And that to me is something that I have communicated to so many of my clients over the years who are just, mm. the clients we've worked with who are just started out and they ask us a million questions about sure. what do you think of it? You know? right. And I'm always just like, oh my God, yeah. whatever, figure it out. Let me learn. Uh, but uh, I always say to them, that is the most important component of anything you do. It has to be uh, one anesthetic you can commit to, right? Mm -hmm. Because good branding is always repetition. That's a mm -hmm. big part of it. So it has Which to is a hard lesson to learn when you're starting out and you have so well, many ideas. And you, about want, everything. you want to right. yeah, do it yeah. all, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to do it all. But yeah. you have to have restraint and you have to have a specific point of view and you have to have a specific kind of visual story that you are telling. Mm. To mm -hmm. even try to get to a demographic that could respond to the work, right? Because mm -hmm. it's that mm -hmm. old adage of like, if it's for everyone, it's really for no one. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so you have to have an audience in mind. You have to have that point of view and you have to commit to mm -hmm. it. And then keep reinterpreting it in new ways and find new ways to inject life into it um, while still retaining sort of the, the essence of the thing. Yeah. Very well said. So it's what I do. <laughs> I want to ask this question because this has been one that we've been thinking about a lot. A lot of our audience is uh, small business jewelers, independent mm -hmm. jewelers. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice you would offer? I know this is kind of a big question which I we know, didn't that's put on the loaded, list. But loaded question. What do you, you can't answer it. We'll just cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chin up and keep at it. <laughs> See yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, you know. Um, what have you sort of figured out that you wish you had known sooner? Maybe we can posit it that way, that you wish you had known sooner that you wish somebody could have imparted on you when you guys had started out. Yeah, I, I answered this question. I was like uh, guest lecturing at Barnard with sort of, you know, women entrepreneurs mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. last week. And very similar question. Um, I think that when I was first starting out, mm -hmm. I thought I already had to know 
so many things. Like I was afraid that, you know, we, that our lookbook wasn't, you know, formatted correctly or like all of these things that you think you can sort of put a gloss on what you're doing when you're first starting and like Mm -hmm. fool the industry into, into seeing you as more established than you are. Like that's bullshit and just like start where you are and like be honest and be curious and be sincere and find the person that you find the most inspiring in your industry and go ask them if they will talk to you and like you don't have to be afraid of of like where you are because Mm -hmm. you're not fooling anyone like you know like 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 we all can see each other and our Mm -hmm. humanity wherever we are and like and like accept that Mm -hmm. and ask for help and Mm -hmm. like and be kind and like thoughtful and like you'll just like I just wish that I could have um started out not feeling like I was already behind you Mm. know because I think that when you're coming into an industry like we did I you know I didn't like I didn't have a business degree or I didn't have a fat you know I just we just you have to make a lot of things up when you're starting something and you just go with whatever information you can find and you try to you know, answer things in the best way for yourself that is meaningful and true and and that it's like it's just okay. It's yes. just okay yes. to be new and yeah. and you don't have to be um like ashamed of that yeah. or you don't have to pretend that you're not. I yeah. love that so much. So nice. That I is, needed to hear that. <laughs> I needed to hear that. No, but that's that's like the best advice I think I've had yeah. somebody give to kind of young entrepreneurs so in general. That is excellent because that is a lesson as you said, most people get into this and they're like, I have to look like an established brand mm-hmm. from day one. And it's like, nobody's going to believe you anyway. Yeah, Because they've exactly. never heard yeah. of you. Yeah. They've never heard of you. So they don't buy your plot in any case. So just be sincere in that mm-hmm. and ask questions and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on that note, thanks for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you this so much, amazing. Anna. This has so been so fun. lovely. Yeah. And so nice to finally meet you in the flesh after yes, yeah, all absolutely. these years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Now that I've yeah, been fangirling for a while, so it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Same. Yes. Um, this Same. has been Rough Cut, and thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. I just want to make sure it happened actually. No, this has not happened to us before. I put out the bloody file already. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) save the cat. Let's go. Come on, move, move. Well, at least there's no traffic. I love when it's like stuck under your building and then it's It's just there. And he just sort of hovers right there. Let them through, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please Mm -hmm. let them through. Yeah.